0: From the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services, USA. This is Catholic Military Life, a podcast of the Archdiocese. I'm your moderator, Taylor Henry. And for this edition, it's my great privilege to have as my guest, Mr. Bob Pinkerton, joining us by telephone from South Padre Island, Texas. Uh, Mr. Pinkerton, welcome.
1: Welcome. Thank you very much. And
0: good morning. The, good morning. And the topic of our conversation is Father Vincent R. Capadano, uh, the Vietnam War hero who was uh, killed in Vietnam in 1967 while rushing to the aid of embattled U.S. Marines mm-hmm. under uh, attack by uh, North Vietnamese regular soldiers. And uh, you, uh, Mr. Pinkerton, were uh, a uh, Marine and knew Father Capadano. And um, we have the Father Cappadano Mass, the annual memorial mass for Father Capadano, coming up on Tuesday, September 5th at 6.30 at the uh, Basilica the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. Um, Correct. So let me ask you, let's, uh, let's start from the beginning. And uh, how did you come to know Father Cappadano, Mr. Bob Pinkerton? Uh,
1: <clears throat> when I was in Vietnam, I was with Seventh Marine's and 1st uh, Battalion, 7th Marines. And I met Father Cappadano when he uh, joined 7th Marines as the chaplain. And, um, and that was, I wanna say around January of 67, but I'm not quite sure on that date. I'm, it might've been before the new year, but, I, but if not, it was sometime around January of 67 that I met Father.
0: Got gotcha. you. Okay, so you were with the 7th Marines, and he was a chaplain with the 7th, correct? Correct. And so how did that meeting come about?
1: Well, I was working in the COC bunker, <clears throat> and, uh, uh, which uh, back at battalion, and Father came strolling through and uh, was extraordinarily friendly. Um, and did not. I wasn't quite sure if he was a chaplain or not because he didn't act like a chaplain. Uh, he acted like another marine um, in in some ways, and uh, but I became to know him very very well, and of course attended his masses and and so on. But he was um, it, it's almost as if he was a marine first and a chaplain second. Which is
0: why which is why he became known as the Grunt Padre. I'm sure, right?
1: Correct, and I mean he he knew. Uh, what marines were like he knew their habits their thoughts um, uh, and he he played along with you he he was not a he was not a shy priest by any stretch he would he would converse with you at your level uh, uh, not, not on a religious level I guess is what I'm trying to say uh, he would really get to want to know the marines that he was dealing with
0: I see now, let me back up for a moment for the benefit of our listener who is, does not have a military background. Uh, what is a COC bunker? Uh, command bunker. I see. And what was your role there?
1: Uh, <clears throat> I, was an art- I was attached. I was actually with 3rd Battalion, 11th Marines, which is an artillery battalion. I went there uh, initially as a radio operator, but I was converted to an artillery forward observer, um, about a week after I got to Vietnam, and I was uh, in the COC bunker directing um, artillery, uh, doing night interdictions, and um, c- um, clearing um, fire missions that were requested, etc.
0: I see. Now, do you happen to be Catholic? Yes, I am. And so I suppose the arrival of a priest would have caught your attention. Yes. Yes but you say that father Capadano had a common touch
1: yeah he uh, he <clears throat> kind of hard to explain but he he wasn't he didn't act almighty or religious I, I don't know if i'm using the right terminology he didn't he didn't have this better than thou attitude um, he he had he got down with the marines and spoke to them, uh, knew that they were away from home, away from their girlfriends, or wives, uh, you would have really good, honest talks with them about life um, without sounding religious, if you will. Which, which I think was, under the circumstances, an incredibly good way to interact with Marines in that situation.
0: He he had a pastoral approach, is what you're saying. Yes. Sort of like what uh, Pope Francis refers to as smelling like the sheep.
1: <laughs> exactly. And furthermore, he didn't like to be in the rear, uh, like many chaplains are. And I'm I'm not criticizing him. Uh, Father Cappadano believed that he should be out in the field with the Marines, not in the back, not in the rear but in the field with the Marines.
0: I see. So uh, how long were you uh, associated with uh, Father Cappadano in the 7th Marines? How long did he stay at the same location you were at in Vietnam?
1: Well, um, let's see. um, I was wounded. Uh, He had transferred out of 7th Marines and had gone to a field hospital, as I later found out. Uh, it was interesting because, but uh, we really missed him at Seventh Marines. But when I was wounded, which was April, uh, sometime, uh, beginning of April of '67, uh, I was helico- I was choppered out, medevaced out. I was just shot in the shoulder; it wasn't anything serious. And but when I landed at the field house, but lo and behold, who met me at the at the landing pad by the Cappadano. Um <laughs> which was kind of incredible. Uh, his first words to me was, Pinkerton, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so, um, you know, he got me comfortable and uh, arranged for me to go to the hospital ship repose instead of to another field hospital, uh, which was very nice of him to, to do. And he wrote my parents, by the way, which I have that letter. I have only one page of the letter, but um, that um, wrote a very nice letter to him and uh, that I was okay and so on. But, um, and that was the last time I saw him. The next time I saw a picture or of him was on the back page of the Stars and Stripes uh, announcing he had been killed and received the medal by him.
0: Now, we should uh, fast forward here. You were wounded in April of 67, shot on the shoulder. You have a purple heart. And by the way, thank thank you for your service, sir. Thank you. and and uh so uh that's in April you're in the hospital you recuperate uh, i suppose they uh what flew you back to the states at some point
1: no no i um, i went back to my unit and I met the seventh Marines on in da Nang. they've been moved from the Chulai area and um, and I reported back and um, I had um in the meantime, I received a, co- a meritorious combat promotion, which I wasn't aware of. When I reported in, they they corrected me from corporal to sergeant, and, um, and I um, um, was getting ready to report back out to one of the companies, and I was told to stay back at the COC bunker for the remainder of my time. I rotated back at the end of May. I'm sorry, at the end of June.
0: Okay, so the end of June, you're, uh, you're out
1: of there. Yes, and 13 months for the day. Yes, sir.
0: Okay, 13 months of duty of, uh, in, in uh, Vietnam at the, at the height of the war. Uh, for and, for uh, the Marines. For the Marines, yes, sir. Okay, so September that same year, you you've uh, repatriated in June. Uh, in September of that year, on September 4th, Father Cappadonna was shot and killed in uh, the Quezon Valley. Uh, when
1: uh, right, he was with, he was with Fifth Marines.
0: Okay, so uh, he had originally been with the Seventh, but then he got transferred to the Fifth Marines, and that's how he wound up in the Quezon Valley. At,
1: yes, after he, uh, as I understand it, after the field hospital, he had to uh, uh, either rotate back to the states or to his next duty station, and uh, he extended. Um, yeah, because he wanted to stay with his Marines, and uh, and he went to 5th Marines, and and uh, that's where he was killed.
0: I'm talking to Bob Pinkerton, a former U.S. Marine who served 13 months in Vietnam back in 1966-67, uh, and um, uh, we're talking about Father Vincent Cappadano, uh, with whom uh, you, Mr. Pinkerton, served during your time there in Vietnam. Uh, and by the way, our listener, if you want to learn more about uh, how Father Cappadano was killed, you can go to the uh, Father Cappadano Guild online, and uh, that uh, address is CappadanoGuild.org. Anyhow, what was your reaction, Mr. Pinkerton, when you found out that Father Cappadano had been killed?
1: Well, uh, it was a shock, um, Something I never expected to see. Of course, that said, uh, knowing how Father Cappadano was, it also, conversely, didn't particularly surprise me. In that, you know, he had always said and demanded to be out with his Marines in the field, and of course, he he was killed taking care of them, and um, I think his last stand was in front of a helicopter. Uh, uh, shielding the helicopter while they were loading the wounded so that, you know, so that he would take the rounds and not those that had been already wounded. Uh, I think he had something like 30 bullet wounds in him or something that crazy amount. But he was, you know, he, he died doing exactly what he wanted to do and take care, of, and that was taking care of his Marines.
0: Were you surprised when you saw that he'd been killed?
1: Yes. I, I was on the one hand,
0: and on the other hand, I thought to myself, "That's him." Wow. Uh, and any anyone who takes a look at Father, Father Cappadano's biography on the Guild website will uh, see the details, the circumstances of his death. Uh, the uh, Marines were under ambush by. Uh, Uh, North Vietnamese regulars and uh, outnumbered and uh, they were being slaughtered on the field and Father Cappadonna was running around the battlefield uh, under gunfire uh, ministering to the wounded and uh, uh, dying uh, Marines uh, until he himself was uh, finally uh, uh, shot and killed uh, by a machine gun. Um, When you look back on your memory, of Father Capodano, your interaction with him first uh, at the, uh, in January at the COC bunker and then again at the hospital uh, in April. Uh, what thoughts do you carry with you today about uh, the conversations you had with him, the, the experience of being in the presence of this priest who was so concerned about the Marines and connecting with them in a pastoral way? What goes through well, your mind?
1: To be, yeah, to be quite candid, after knowing how Father Capadano was and and what he did and, and how he um, interacted and treated the Marines he served with, <clears throat> uh, and I never saw him interact with officers. I always saw him interact with uh, enlisted personnel. Um, and I just wonder why it's taking so long for him to become, going to sainthood.
0: And I should point out that he is under consideration by the Catholic Church to become a saint. Uh, There is a process involved. Uh, It it involves uh, a um, a thorough investigation and lots of details. And uh, some of these uh, causes go faster than others. Uh, Right. In your mind, how is it that Father Cappadano, Cappadano deserves to be a saint?
1: His, anytime, anytime an individual puts his life below somebody else's um, and and takes actions that um, to, to, to save other people, to me that is just above and beyond and that was his entire mentality while he was there. He didn't like being in the rear. He wanted to be with his Marines and the reason he wanted to be with his Marines is he wanted to, is he wanted to help the medics, the corpsmen uh, he wanted to be able to be there to give last rites Uh, And he wanted to be there to see who he could save, if possible. He actually, and he put his his life on the line for it.
0: He lived out the meaning of John 15:13. No greater love has one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Correct? Yep. Correct. And uh, so uh, we wait now for the church to decide uh, whether. he will become a saint. In the meantime, he is already a national hero. He was posthumously awarded the uh, Medal of Honor. Uh, and uh, certainly here at the Archdiocese for the Military Services, uh, among our chaplains and the members of the Archdiocese, Father Capadano is held in high regard, uh, which is why we have the memorial mass every year for Father Capadano. In your view, why is it important we do that, Bob Pinkerton? <laughs>
1: Well, I, I think he just—you know—he's a—he's a symbol. I don't know about a symbol. He—he's—he's he's just someone that needs to be recognized <clears throat> in the in the manner of um, of uh, John Paul. I mean, this guy, you know, didn't didn't hold the position of John Paul, but my goodness, certainly did uh, every bit and much more than that. He, yeah, was, he was a true. He was a true um, uh, apostle.
0: Let's talk a little bit about your background. How is it that you came into the Marines and uh, what was it like
1: in Vietnam at that time? Well, um, unfortunately the government got involved (laughs) (laughs) Um, and um, the, uh, the rules of engagement were horrible um, it um, you know it seemed as if fire missions had to be cleared through washington d c and not your own officers in the field um, you know i um, <clears throat> my first um, i don't know if we have time for this or not but my first um, fire mission that i that i that I requested as a as a forward observer. Uh, was on a village that we were approaching and we were taking uh, machine gun fire from and we were out in rice paddies, out in the clear. And they wouldn't they wouldn't approve it because I might kill innocent civilians. <laughs> but, you, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't after innocent civilians. I was after a very specific target that I could target. and And if innocent civilians were around there, well, You know, unfortunately, that's just, that's what we're in is a war. Um, I don't like it any better than they do. But I, but when I'm told that I have to take a a killed in action before they approve it, that, that hits a little hard because I couldn't get any volunteers. Um, And so, you know, we had to start from scratch and call in um, smoke to just get out of there. Instead of being able to move forward, so it's things like that that we were dealing with that that really uh, really tied our hands. Uh, so, but you know, it's something that you learn to live with, and we learned how to get around it, even though it took a lot of time to get around it.
0: Surely, it was incredibly frustrating knowing that politicians in Washington were usurping the roles of. Uh, senior military officers in the field.
1: Absolutely. And they were, and, you know, I've read some books in history on, on how, you know, the the president said, you know, I want to know when these things, I want to be able to approve these things before they get done, before they go through. Um, I mean, it was the, the rules of engagement were, were just not the right way to fight a war. Um, unfortunately there's going to be collateral damage, um, some of those kids out there, and I say kids because we were all between 17 and 22, um, you know, they were about as innocent as anybody. And so, <clears throat> you know, the rules of engagement were really lousy. Other than that, um, you know, it, um, uh, time went by fast. Um, and, um, you know, it was, um, it, it was it was nice to see to go back to the rear and run into people like father capadano that you could sit down and talk to about some of the things that you experienced um the uh, a month before <clears throat> i was wounded uh, i was in an action that i eventually uh, the combat promotion came from this action and i eventually got the silver star for um, and um, uh, father capadano was very complimentary about that we had a lot of talk discussion about it when i got back from off of that patrol but um it's um, you know it, it was a unpleasant war in many respects because of the way it was run
0: surely it was tell me more about how you got wounded
1: well uh we were on a on a big uh, operation and um uh, and we had fired a fire mission, and I had asked permission to go down and do an assessment uh, of which we eventually got. Uh, it was a squad that I was with at the time. and And I had been spotting for a sniper, and so I had, for the first time, a pair of binoculars around my neck, which I never used. Um, but because I was spotting for the sniper, i was I was utilizing them. And we got down off of this big hill down in a lot of brush where some helicopters have been shot down. And as we were approaching an a, um, overgrown area, I saw about two, three hundred yards off, um, branches moving and, and tall grass moving, and I picked up my binoculars. And when I picked up my binoculars, I got hit. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. I should have never had the darn binoculars. <laughs> um, but that that was a lesson learned but uh anyway so uh, they wouldn't pick me up there so we we had to walk about a thousand meters to get airlifted air lifted out wow
0: you, uh, you, know, you, I,
1: you i could walk i mean <sighs> you know just as they say suck it up buttercup <laughs> you gotta get out of here because they're not going to come for you <laughs> uh,
0: well uh, i've always heard that a uh getting shot hurts <laughs> Um, Yeah, interesting. I
1: thought somebody had pushed me from behind. It's an odd feeling. Uh, You don't hear anything. You know, know, if you hear the gunshot, you're in good shape. Um, I didn't hear a thing, and and I felt somebody push me from the back, and I turned around, and everybody was on the ground. Uh, So I figured, well, I better get on the ground quickly, and then that's when it hit me. (laughs) That's why I felt it.
0: I'm talking to Bob Pinkerton, who is uh, joining me by telephone from South Padre Island, Texas. Uh, We're talking about um, Mr. Pinkerton's experience of knowing Father Vincent Cappadano, uh, the Vietnam War hero chaplain whose uh, uh, life and uh, death we will— observe on september 5th tuesday night at the basilica the national shrine of the immaculate conception here in washington dc and i say that you're uh, joining us from south padre island uh, interesting aside you mr pinkerton are the former mayor of south padre island correct
1: yes yes i've served 18 years wow
0: and uh, south padre island, big tourist mecca uh, right there on the gulf of mexico uh, what an experience
1: yes and, and we're uh, we're uh, a, a short um, oh as a crow flies about three miles from SpaceX oh okay all right good By Brownsville
0: and uh, so uh, you, you're uh, you were in the marines for almost five years uh, did your thirteen months in Vietnam and came back and then uh, uh, entered a career in politics. I'm sure that um,
1: I don't know if I would uh, characterize it that way. But yes, I ended up in politics. But actually, my career is in property management. I see.
0: Uh, did your experience in the Marines prepare you for a career in politics or property management?
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it it certainly showed me the discipline that's needed. Um, but yes, um, th- there are things from, from the military that you can apply in both. Um, but, uh, in either case, it, um, uh, the, the politics was fun, um, in, in many respects. I, I was able to participate in a lot of growth on South Padre. Um, so, it, it was worth it.
0: And, uh, you know, we have a lot of our chaplains talk about uh, priests, our priests who become active duty uh, chaplains talk about uh, the crossover uh, in preparing for the priesthood and the military life. Both of them uh, in, require a certain amount of discipline, uh, a routine, a, a commitment to service, uh, to a cause beyond oneself. Uh, all of that what uh, you get trained for in the military now, uh, yeah. go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, so uh, you're retired now, I suppose, finished with your career in politics. And uh, are you coming to the Mass, uh, to the Memorial Mass, next week?
1: I would, I would not miss it. Uh, it. It was interesting the way I found out about that. We were in D.C. and had gone to the Basilica to see it, my wife and I. Uh, my wife is from Belize, uh, uh, Mayan. My an Indian uh, background, mm-hmm. and um, we crossed the street <clears throat> and and went into the little museum. It's not a museum, but it, there was, they have a spot there. I forget what it's called. Um, and it, Father Capodanno, I noticed that noticed he was in there. You know, some of his memorabilia was in there. Um, that's where I met Mary Priest, and. Uh, And I I couldn't believe that we had stumbled into that. I'm going, I I didn't know that this was happening. Um, That was back like around, gosh, I know I was still mayor. It must have been probably around 2012 or so. And uh, we've been making the mass every year since then.
0: So it was just by happenstance that you were in Washington and discovered by chance, the yeah. uh, annual memorial mass, and I should point out yeah. that uh, you mentioned Mary Priest. She's the vice postulator of the cause, Father Vincent Capadano's cause for sainthood. Uh, so she you've been. Really worked at it. She certainly does, and uh, you've been coming to the mass every year now. Every year. Since uh, what, what year did you say you first?
1: Well, I want to. I want to say it was since around 2012. Uh, I don't know if it goes that far back or not. I know it was. Um, I stepped down from um, politics in '14, and I know it was before then. Uh, but it, it's been—I just couldn't believe that, that that I had missed all that somehow or another. I, you know, I just never read that that um, that that process had been started for Father Capitan. I was really very excited about it.
0: I've been talking to Bob Pinkerton. From uh, South Padre Island, Texas, former mayor there, and a former Marine who served with Father Vincent R. Capadano in the Vietnam War uh, back in uh, '67. In the last few seconds, we have, uh, Mr. Pinkerton, any parting thoughts uh, on uh, how we should think about Father Capadano going forward as the church considers his cause for sainthood? Well, I, I
1: certainly hope that the Catholic Church. Um, deems it um, fit to make him uh, a saint, Um, the Marines could sure use one. (laughs) And, um, and, And he would be perfect.
0: Bob Pinkerton, thank you so much for talking to me.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: Catholic Military Life is a podcast of the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, erected by Pope St. John Paul II in 1985 to provide for the free exercise of Catholic faith in the U.S. military, VA medical centers, and the government civilian workforce beyond U.S. borders. 1.8 million American Catholics worldwide depend on the Archdiocese and its endorsed chaplains for pastoral care. For more information visit milarch.org. The Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, serving those who serve.